Hello. Welcome to Soul Awareness with Constance Mesmer. It's a pleasure having you back. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Remember last session when in the very beginning, I was like, I felt like spirit wanted to interrupt me. So funny. And I just kept denying them my headspace in my, in my mind, in my airspace. So it was with good reason that they wanted to interrupt because I think at that point I was telling you that Claire sensation was an external physical feeling. And, it, and then later on in the podcast segment, I um, moved into the fact that it can happen on an internal level and an external level. So I think that was hilarious. That taught me, right? They're like, excuse me, Constance. And I'm like, no, be quiet. I'm on a roll. <laughs> Spirit's like, no, you need to say, you know, more clearly. So more clearly is um, Claire uh, sentiment is, of course, uh, emotional content that you're picking up or reading, right? all the emotions that can happen like that. And clear sensation are physical feeling. So emotional feeling, now physical feeling. We talked about clear sensation last week, but I just want to reiterate and give spirit an apology for not really, you know, trying to go off on my own, um, that it really is inside and outside. So not only when I refer to clear sensation and physical feeling, in regards to soul awareness, I'm not only talking about um, maybe goosebumps that literally occur outside your skin, right? This is a reaction that you're having to an experience, spiritual experience. I'm talking in regards to spiritual experiences, not just life experiences. But when you're learning to ride both worlds at the same time, you're realizing, oh, I'm getting goosebumps because this is the right move or this is the right place or this is the right direction. But clear sensation can happen also. Um, if you step into a room and you feel energetic pressure against your whole body physical, or remember looking for the library book tingling at the lower part of my legs, uh, could feel like a breeze or someone walks past you, literally, or the pressure, slight pressure in a room when spirit is around. Um, but the clear sensation is also physical feeling internally. Maybe um, when, our, when we have a, a gut feeling like literally our gut is turning or we're feeling nauseous or we're feeling uncomfortable. Had that in Glastonbury a few times. Remember those stories about the bread, um, the baker and the fact that I'm gluten-free now. <laughs> it's too funny. So I just wanted to get clear that it can be internal or external in regards to clear sensation and physical feeling with spirit. And I am, I'm very sorry. <laughs> for not letting spirit interrupt me. Sorry there, guides, angels that work with me. So there's that. So the cool thing about psychic soul awarenesses is that they can be experiences that other people can see like goosebumps, or they could just be something just for you. Like other people might not feel the pressure in the room or the wisp of, you know, air that goes by. I remember um, one story I want to tell you about when my friend Stephanie and I were in Glastonbury and we're going up the tour. The tour is this big mound. It's a sacred site. There's all these St. Michael ley lines. Now I really feel like I've told you this before. You know, so I'm going to finish the story and then I'm going to tell you something else. So we're cruising up the tour, which is this winding path in the middle of Glastonbury. It's not in the middle of Glastonbury, but it's a Glastonbury heading up this hill to this giant um, tower that is at the very tip top. And 
as we're moving along, we're just chatting and, uh, you know, having a good natter about nothing and everything under the sun. And we're walking along and all of a sudden, both of us were like, whoa, do you feel that? And we were slogging walking along. It was like we had just entered this gel and we both felt it. So we stepped, we walked backwards to before feeling it and it was normal like the air content and everything was normal. We stepped forward and it was this, again, this like thick density. Listen, there was no fog. It was not, it was purely energetic, right? So we were like, wow, what's happening here? And we were like, oh my God, this is like a veil. (laughs) This is not anything new in Glastonbury, England, if you've ever been there. Um, It's mists of Avalon type energy, or it is literally. So we stepped back. And before we stepped forward into and through the veil, we actually realized we needed to ask permission of the sacred keepers holding that space. So we asked permission, you know, can we, can we come aboard? Can we come through? Um, Because clearly we were going to be not only moving forward on the path towards the tour, but we were going to be moving forward and perhaps into another realm of possibilities or experiences. How do you like me now? Um, So we got a clear yes and we stepped through. She went off on her own experience and having her own revelations. And I continued on the path. She went off in the grass. Listen, she is such a world wanderer. I'm not surprised she went off into the grass. And I went on the stone path, cement path that kept spiraling its way up to the tour or winding its way. It didn't really spiral, it winded. And as I'm going along, I'm talking in my mind to God, which I often do, going, <laughs> wait for people, uh, am I freaking crazy? Is this shit, do I make this shit up? Like, what is happening? You know, all my life I've had these experiences, but all my life I second guess myself. Ooh, little secret. But it keeps me clear, you know, it keeps me honest. It keeps me humble. Also too, because God spoils me. So the experiences are pretty profound. And I'm like, holy moly, if no one else was there to witness it, it's just me, right? It's just me. So I'm cruising along and I'm like, oh, geez, God, is this like something like, really, do you want me to do all this stuff? Should I just keep at it? You know? And I get the impression, right? To turn my head to the right. I turn my head to the right. And there across the way on another hillside far, far away are these sheep grazing. But in that moment, hundreds of sheep are not in a line or in a cluster. No lie. They are in a shape of a giant heart. They are outlined in the shape of a heart. Now, I I was so floored. I knew it was a sign from God. I started weeping because God always sends me hearts, heart rocks, heart little, you know, sticky gums on the ground that are in the shape of a heart, heart this, heart that. People write hearts on the sidewalk and I happen to see them. But to me, they're from God because God uses other people to send us signs, you know. So I don't even know if a farmer laid the grain or whatever they lay out, if they lay anything out for sheep in a field in the shape of a heart. But I don't know that they would do that. Like that would take a lot of effort because this heart was huge. And I am just standing there going, oh my gosh, oh my God. And I hear these voices coming up behind me. And um, I had to show someone. And I look behind me and there's this uh, uh, um, a couple and they're coming up 
And I say, look, look, do you see over on that other hillside? And by the time I showed them a few of the sheep got out of position. And so it wasn't there anymore. But I said, I promise you, I promise you there was a heart there. And I wish I had a, you know, a, a camera, a phone or whatever, but, but that was, um, I don't know why I didn't have one. Maybe back then I didn't have a cell phone cause I didn't have a cell phone for the longest time people <laughs> cause whatever, but, oh gosh, it was just the most sweetest thing ever. And I was just so grateful. And so that was my experience stepping through the veil. And when I met up with Stephanie at the top, at the peak of the tour inside the tower, we exchanged our stories and she had some really wonderful ones as well. But my dear friends, what I'm telling you is we might have missed that opportunity to step in through the veil to these other higher realm or alternate realm experiences. Had we not noticed that we were slogging along on the path, we might've just been kept on going, talking about tea and you know, relationship and life and everything, heading up the tour to the tower and missed it all. We might have missed it all had we not noticed that little subtle sensation, that little clear sensation, the slogging through the, like a gel, like it was just really hard. And it it wasn't because we were out of breath or out of shape climbing this hill. Um, But just wanted to share you that whenever you have these really subtle sensations, because sometimes they can be really powerful and sometimes they can be subtle. And you just have to recognize that you're having an experience and then stop and take a minute. Even put your hands on your heart and close your eyes and say, what's happening or what's this about or who's around me or what's going on or what am I feeling or where's this from? You know, so I just couldn't help but tell you that story. So as I'm recording this, it's 2022 and way back in, I don't know, was it 2019 or something? I took a sabbatical from my clients and from my teachings in person to do some writing because I had some really incredible things that I wanted to share. But unfortunately, um, I didn't get finished with them all because I got sick. And I'm not telling you this story to have you feel bad for me. (laughs) Don't feel bad for me. But I'm just telling you that I I want to tell you some things. So I got sick and one thing led to another. And I was like, wow, you know, my north node is in my house of body and health. And so this is what I've come to learn is how to be in my body. No surprise for a girl that is always in the spirit. Listen, I'm not even in my mind that much. I'm more so in spirit. So it's a tricky thing to be in my body. But being sick makes you be in your body, makes you have to work on your own healing and all this stuff. So my cool doctor and I, we ran all these tests because I had a few different doctors going on. And one of the things that we discovered was that I have mold toxicity and heavy metal lead toxicity. I'm not surprised about the mold. <laughs> I live on an island where a lot of the houses that I've lived in have have been moldy, right? And you just light incense. Well, my poor body with its compromised immune system, the mold uh, had a better chance of surviving in me than <laughs> me surviving in the mold. So um, that with the heavy metal lead, don't know how I got that. I just don't know. Do you know that can be passed along in mother's breast milk and can stay in families for generations? But I don't think it got it from her because my mom doesn't have heavy metal lead. But these two aspects of my illness, because there's more, but I won't bore you with the details, have a big effect on me. 
<laughs> and you might have discovered them already. Like when I said uh, earrings come in sets or something. No, I should have said pairs of two. Some of the things that mold and heavy metal can do is they can muck with your brain and your memory and word choice and word grasping. And so do you know today what I did? I was at the hospital because I needed some blood work and I'm in there and I saw this friend of mine. So I reached out my hand because he reached out his hand to say hi because we haven't seen each other forever. And my hands, you know, I'm, I said, don't, don't worry, I'm fully vaccinated and all that boosted and all that stuff. And I said, and my hands are petrified. <laughs> I meant purified. I just used the purifier in the hospital, which is where we do blood work, where I live. What a riot, right? My hands are petrified. Well, maybe they are. Maybe I'm I'm petrified, but I was, <laughs> was purified. So with these two things, I sometimes wobble up my words. So I'm doing my darndest to make sure that this podcast comes off without a hitch, but it really is humbling, right? When I'm like such a persnickety person about accurate language and that and then I have to come back and say oh what I meant to say is this or oh what I meant to say is that and I do hope you bear with me and, and forgive me my foibles and my not I'm not going to edit this stuff I'd rather just come back and say oops sorry got that wrong that's what I've learned to do also in my mediumship and in my spirit work <laughs> I've called some really famous people up on the phone and gone hey listen do you remember when I told you this if I should have told you this and that does it make more sense now? You know, stuff like that. So I just wanted to let you know that when you hear me make those little hiccups, I will, uh, you can straighten most of them out yourself, like the earrings. But when there's foibles where, like I was saying, clear sensation is only external, but in that fact, it's also internal, the sense of like an upset stomach. Um, I'll come back and correct it the next time. And you know what else happened today was so fun at the, at the, um, see, look, see grasping hospital. <laughs> when I was doing the blood work. There was a car that had a sticker on it that said vibes. And I was with a friend who had a shirt on it that said vibes, vibes are my, your vibes are stronger than your words or something like that. And I thought, yeah, that's right. Claire's sensation is all about vibes. What's the vibe of the place? What's the vibe of the person? What's the vibe of the psychic experience? You know? Anyway, it's so fun, right? Hey, so I've gotten a few emails with questions from people that have been regular listeners, and I want to address them on the air in hopes that they're listening, but I'm also hoping that you might garner some wisdom from this also. Um, this one goes out to Kayla, who is having tricky times in her life and school and everything. First of all, um, there's different times in our life, 7, 14, 21, uh, that I liken them to the times when people have Saturn, what's called a Saturn return, where there's huge life lessons coming. But it's also a time of spiritual awakening. You know, Rudolf Steiner felt that the spirit didn't go fully into the body until seven, which was why that was a better time to start reading, just because your brain, I guess, could kind of focus in on it more. I know very little about Rudolf Steiner. I just know little bits and pieces enough to try to pretend like I know enough to get in trouble. But I'm what I'm saying is, though, that there are times in our life where there's more of the soul coming into the body and it can be ruthless for growth potential because we're trying to, you know, determine who we are and inside we're screaming because we don't know who to turn to and talk to. 
and we're wanting people to see us and understand us. And we're trying to see ourselves and understand ourselves. So, you know, sacred diaries are a great opportunity to get feelings out. It's also a perfect time, um, to have conversation with people that you love, uh, your children, your parents, your, um, kind of comrades, you know, but more so, especially if there's a lineage, I come from a, a line of women that have, you know, read tea leaves and followed intuition and talked to God. And the more that we can express kind of what we're going through in regards to our own journey on mental, spiritual, physical, and emotional health, the better off we'll be. But really the true key thing is truth and honesty. Like if things are bothering you, you've got to talk about it. You've got to talk to the people um, that are putting you in the position, making you feel a certain way. You know, for the older students out there, you know, some conversations you could say are off limits. You know, you're just trying to create your own sacred space to understand certain things. And maybe family or loved ones are trying to, you know, talk you into something or talk you out of something. And you're just like, well, thanks for the input, but I just need to figure this out on my own. And I'll come to you when I want to talk about it which is always helpful if you find someone that you can confide in. But for those of you out there that are, this resonates with, there's really time in your life where you need your own sacred space. You need your own room. You need your own office to go to. You can't have anyone share in that space. It's your, you know, for those of you that are, that are empathic, if you're trying to share a room or share a space with someone that, you know, you, you, you can't liken to their vibe and you're picking up all their trauma drama you know, it's too much. I am blessed to be able to go to my own, you know, office space and not have to share it with anybody. And, you know, all the energy loving things that I have around, you know, whether they're certain stones or crystals or whatever, all in their proper place. And I know that this place is full of my energy that I call into it. And I'm lucky in that way, right? So I can take that same kind of idea and carry it within my body, ground my body, wrap myself in light before I head out into the world and into my day and also interaction with other people. So I hope that helps a little bit, Kayla. Mostly it's about being honest because I think sometimes we hold feelings in or we don't want to say the truth because we don't want to hurt people's feelings or we don't know how to communicate or add, we don't want to add to their burden. But the truth is, is if you're having a hard go, then it really is about you honoring the fact that you're having a hard go and saying, there's some things that need to change around here. There's some things I need to talk about. And I don't know, I don't have the words, but I just know that, you know, things you know, we need to maybe come to it within the conversation, you know, and then it takes courage having the heart to express what's in your heart. And the, and I was, you know, call on prayer to give me the strength, to give me the words, to let me express this in a way that it can be heard when I'm delivering information that might seem hurtful to other people, but it's really self-protective for you. So I hope that helps. I'm also going to segue to Sarah now, who's um, emailed me and connected with me. Similar, wanting to know how to um, hold the sacred energy space within herself while going into other places that might have negative energy and negative people. You know, you too are like many of the empathic people out there that are very vulnerable in redefining yourself at this place in your, in your life and trying to, you know, kind of 
feel what it's like to be a turtle out of a shell, if you will. And it, it, it can be when someone is empathic or feeling like the Claire sensation, Claire sentiment strongly like you do, it becomes a necessary thing to try to protect the sacred space that is your body. And so sometimes I remember I used to, when I first, um, uh, anyway, when I first really got into this work, I used to use wear crystals all the time. I think I told, said this when I came back from England, right? I was wearing clear quartz crystals because they dispel negativity. They work and you can hold them in your hands and you can impregnate with them with your energy and all the good God, love, light and say, listen, I, I claim you to be a self-healing self-clearing crystal. And when I wear you, you have a big job to do. I want you to dispel the negative energy as it comes at me. Now, so the crystal can do so much if you let it. I do believe that. I think you're a crystal being, so I think that will resonate with you too. But it's also too about speaking your mind and saying, ouch, what you just said there hurts. And I don't like it. I also think, Sarah, that you can read people's minds. So you're picking up on their thoughts. Kayla, I think you do too. Sarah, you're picking up on their thoughts and their intentions, but here's what you can do, right? Okay, everybody, listen up to this. This is a fabulous trick. <laughs> My friend Stephanie and I do it. I think she told me at first and I was like, holy moly, this stuff works. When someone's coming at you and they're really just spiraling off, you know, vomiting kind of all over you, rant, 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 complaining, complaining, or coming down on you when they're really, it's their stuff that's coming up, not really, you know, they're just venting to you and at you, um, not just their stuff coming out, but they're really giving you a hard time. And you're like, I totally don't deserve all this. You can do what's called the mirror trick. So you imagine a giant mirror, full length mirror in front of you facing them. And I want you to surround it with pink light. So everything that they're saying is reflected back to them in pink, surrounded with love, pink light and love. Give it time. Don't say anything. Don't engage by the look on your face or a... <sighs> or a shirk or anything like that. Just let the mirror do the trick, right? And just keep picturing it. That it reflect everything they're saying is reflected back at them. Everything they're saying is reflected back at them. On an energetic level, they'll start to get it. They'll start to back down. They'll start some people even apologize. Watch and see how it goes. Watch and see how the magic is. It's just that sometimes people are, you know, having their own meltdown and they're trying to put all their stuff on you or they're thro throwing judgment at you. But just imagine the mirror with pink light around it so that they're capable of seeing what it is they're actually doing without you actually even having to say anything. That's a beautiful trick to do. Another uh, tool in the toolkit, if you will, is to send light. It's also a way, you know, you could send prayers too before meeting someone. If you're going to have a difficult conversation or communication, imagine praying for the connection before you even get there or praying for the conversation or sending love um, from your heart to their heart in the form of light and in energetically sending them this love or sending love to the time of communication. It helps you know, kind of melt these barriers that people might put up and people will, you will see if you do it wholeheartedly, you will see that there will, there will be some softening around the edges. So this helps too with dealing with maybe negative people or tricky situations, you know, there are some of these other areas that are, you know, pretty intense, whether it's toxic home, you know, egotistical parents, egotistical 
relationships, spouses, significant others, um, toxic significant others. Now there are layers to talk about in regards to that, right? You know, you need to look at what am I drawing this into my life? What's my lesson here? Why do I feel like I have to be the savior or why do I have to be the caregiver? You know, these are real questions. Like what is it in your soul's journey that has led you to this place? There's that level and that layer. Um, one day we're going to be going through the Akashic records. It's the book. It's, um, it's the records of soul's lives. And I'll take you on a meditation where you could look in your own book and it will help you with some of these questions, you know, some of these to find answers to some of these questions, but also too, there's the layer in dealing with other people, whether they're toxic homes or egotistical parents, or, you know, you feel like the odd one out in the family. Um, there is that sending them love in your meditation time. So if this is someone that you cannot uh, bear to be with, but you also need to be with for various reasons, take advantage of your meditation time and send them love. So listen to my earlier podcasts where you're going into meditation and just focusing in on the breath, you know, lighting a candle, turning off all cell phones or noise things and sitting in stillness and imagine them standing before you. And then just send them love in the form of light from your heart to them and just surround them with love. There's that beautiful, beautiful prayer. Ho'oponopono. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I love you. Or something along those lines. <laughs> it's, it's fabulous though. You can even just say that. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I love you. And, and it will soften them, you know, cause you're seeing where the sadness is, you know, in a way whether on a minute level or a grandiose level, you're seeing that there's a little imbalance there and it's not comfortable to be around them. So you're just loving them up at a distance. Now, you don't have to stay with everybody. You can, you know, when their opportunity arises, you can break up, move out, move on, you know, break up with friends, whatever, if it really is not healthy for you. There is always that. So, but meanwhile, it's always good to douse with light and love. But there are times when you just need to shake off your sandals, if you will, and then carry on and move on and don't look back. So um, that's where I'm going to stop on that, I think. But but in regards to trying to work on the relationship between the two of you, but in regards to working on your relationship with yourself and surrounding yourself with light and love so that you can take that sacred energy of your soul journey that you're continuing to work on, to enhance, to become this brighter soul on the planet, to this more evolved being on the planet, to this confident soul that you know you're meant to be, you know, without being uh, flustered by people's looks or glances or the, 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 the mental thoughts and stuff that you pick up. It is about standing in your power. And so some of that is learning to um, constantly bring your awareness to the higher realms. I am, I hate to say this, but I am going to work on that later. Not so much right now, but, you know, to me, you could say, God help me, you know, or the light help, help me fill my, if, if I'm a gift from God above. I'm filled with light and love, you know, something like this where you're just 
I'm just dousing myself with light, dousing myself with light in this uncomfortable situation. Usually before I head into shopping malls or anything big and huge, um, I used to surround my kids with light and I surround myself with light. I wish I would have taught my kids to do that when they were little. They probably would have been like, mom, whatever. Um, but I definitely need to do it because otherwise I'm a sponge in those spaces. And, you know, I see someone in that I can, that, that are obviously in pain and everything. And as the second that I turn and wish I could help, I'm already tuning in psychically. So when I surround myself with light and ground my energy and full feel and fuel myself with the power of the heavens or say that little prayer, you know, before a drive or before I enter into a space and you know, I wrap my car in light, um, no tickets, no trouble. Thank you, God. Amen. <laughs> so I say this stuff. So I prepare myself to go out into my day because I know how I am. I can pick up other people's stuff and, you know, life happens. And so there are times when you really want to take your spiritually abundant self out beyond your cushion or your chair at home on your meditation space and maintain that energy throughout. But it is this awareness of continually checking in. Like, you know, do I even want to be here? Does this store give me the funky vibes? Do I want to hang with this person? Why am I having this conversation? I've literally said to people, okay, can we, can we stop this part of the conversation? Let's talk about something else. Or I don't want to watch this movie. You guys can watch it, but I'm going to go read. You know, all of these things is first of all, recognizing that something is not comfortable or that something is mucky or that you need to, to, to maintain your power, you need to first step into that power and breathe it in and be continually like, Ooh, calling on my power, calling on my power. It's slipping away. And, um, it, it can be a constant thing. You know, it can be a constant thing. I remember once, once seeing Thich Nhat Hanh speak. God, I love Thich Nhat Hanh. Tay, what a speaker um, and teacher. And I remember him going through his beads while he was speaking. And I thought, how cool are you? I mean, there were times in my life when, when I would wear my rosary around my neck as protection. Um, just because I was feeling vulnerable, you know? And I just needed to be wrapped in, for me, it was... Christ light. And, you know, for you, it could be Buddha, for you, it could be great spirit, whatever, you know, and it, or it could be your own higher, higher, highest self and being empowered by that. But sometimes I think it's handy to have like, you know, this is my power ring. I can't remember how many times I wore, um, Chinese jade because, uh, it's good for the third chakra. Which, no, it's not. You see, brain, fifth, throat, chakra, speaking your truth, trust issues, and communication. You know, those are things I've had to work on in my life, speaking my truth. And so sometimes I wear crystals or colors that resonate with the different chakras. We'll get more into that more when I talk to you about chakras. This is going to be like the big secret. Finally, she's a chakras. Whoa. No, I'm just saying. So Kayla and Sarah, you're adorable. You're powerful. You are the only you on the planet. So like everyone else, that makes you incredibly special. And you are gifted light in the world. And so 
It's about seeking out those ways that will serve you to maintain your power and your happiness and self-awareness and self-understanding and not be susceptible to those sad spaces or the negative energy or the negative people or the toxic food, you know, it's a whole nother podcast. So I just wanted to send that out to those two and to you. If you resonate with the message, always spirit says there's more than one. <laughs> Listen up people. I feel like we're just sitting in my treatment room and you're in my seat opposite me and we're hanging out and my, my crystals are all lined up. I do love crystals and my chakra candles are all lined up in the color of the rainbow because the chakras each uh, have a vibration and they vibrate at the frequency of certain colors, particular colors, which also are the colors of the rainbow. Of course, everything is connected. And I feel like we're just having a little chat, necessary chat that I need to tell you some things. One of which is um, I will get onto the chakras and their um, where they are in the body and the lessons that they can teach you and how you can tune into each one and do your own personal healing and stuff like that. And I did decide, like I told you, I did decide to do those after I teach you all of the ways that psychic um, awareness works, because that way then you'll be prepared when we do go into the meditations on each of the chakras that you will be able to have a full experience. So I'm really grateful you're bearing with me, even though on occasion I'll feel like, you know, I'll say, put your hand parallel over your body, feel chakra, no chakra, you know, over your heart, over your solar plexus, over your third eye, this, you know, the center of your forehead, see if you can feel the energy there. Sometimes when I'm feeling loopy and out of balance, um, I was going through that today. I'll put my hands on my head, you know, to just help ground my energy. Cause it doesn't matter if I take a breath, breathe in and exhale through my feet. It's the, the impression of exhaling through my feet. My, I can't really exhale through your feet, but just imagine that energy running in through my crown chakra, top of my head, and then exhaling it out through my feet. Um, sometimes it's not enough. And I, I literally have to put my hands on my head to just <laughs> Come, come inside my body. Um, today's one of those days where, you know, it's just gorgeous out. And I think I just want to go sit and plop on the beach and meditate all day with some really nice umbrella or sunscreen. But uh, where am I going? Oh, right. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying this segment is about me just having a nice chat with you because there's some things I need, just needed to tell you. So from now on, my release days are going to be on Wednesday. Wednesday in French is Mercredi, after Mercury, the god Mercury, messenger of the gods. I have an affinity to Mercury, so I thought I'd switch to Wednesdays. Anyway, I'm doing this to encourage spiritual growth and health, and you've been listening to Soul Awareness with Constance Mesmer. Thanks for tuning in. Legally speaking, this podcast is presented solely for educational and entertainment purposes. It is not intended as a substitute for medical diagnosis, treatment, or the advice of a physician, psychotherapist, or other qualified professional. You should not use this information to diagnose or treat a health problem or condition. Always check with your doctor. Thank you.